welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Adam Kaplan on the line, and he's the Vice President of Digital Content over at FanDuel. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at FanDuel, um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your backstory. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Yeah, great question. So uh, I graduated college there at the end of uh, 2008 and started working in 2009 uh, on the heels of the worst economic uh, downturn I think the country had seen in a long time. And so Mm -hmm. um, I was just looking for a good job. One of my buddies in New York, um, his company was hiring. Uh, Just kind of fast forward to me getting the job and moving to New York uh, to start working for Yext in a entry-level sales role. And Yext is um, now a, a publicly traded company. Um, back then in 2009, it was a sort of small company um, trying to sort of prove product market fit in selling advertising solutions, performance advertising solutions to businesses with a physical footprint. And so uh, it was a very boiler room type experience, um, but honed, you know, my, my skills uh, at Yext and sort of climbed up and um, you know, the business pivoted and worked on the new product, ultimately got to a point where I felt like I wasn't really learning and um, jumped out to start some stuff on my own. Um, a couple of years into that, I was approached uh, by uh, Nick Bonadio, who was at the time the CEO of Numberfire, a sports analytics platform, um, to help people with their fantasy leagues and gaming interests. Uh, I was approached by Nick about running the business. Uh, Number Fire at the time it was pretty small, you know, 30-ish thousand users, no discernible uh, revenues, and we spent the next few years building that business um, before selling it to Fanduel uh, in 2015, and uh, that's where I've been ever since, man. Man, that's awesome. What a story. So um, let's uh, let's go further down that line. Let's get more into Fanduel. So first, tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure. Yeah. So FanDuel Group uh, is the largest online gaming company in the United States. And so FanDuel Group is a product of what was a merger back in the summer of um, 2018. Now, wow, time flies, huh? Um, merger back in the summer <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're in 2020. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, back in 2018, FanDuel, uh, which at the time was a daily fantasy sports company, uh, merged with Patty Power Betfair's U.S. entity, um, which was which was called uh, which is mostly comprised of TBG and and Betfair uh, Casino product, um, and so essentially those two uh, companies merged uh, right before the Supreme Court repealed PASPA, which was the law that said um, sports betting was illegal in the United States. And, you know, basically what the Supreme Court was saying is it's up to states to decide if sports betting is legal um, in their jurisdictions. And so, you know, prior to that 
announcement. Uh, FanDuel group was formed under sort of the premise of, you know, we don't know when Passbo is going to be struck down, but we know there's going to be an opportunity and we have a shared view of the world and how we want to uh, pursue you know, the opportunity of attacking, you know, a more robust regulated gaming markets in the U.S. Let's talk a little bit more about the gaming market overall. Um, any interesting trends you're noticing? I mean, there's just so much going on. Yeah, it's just bigger, I think, than initial estimates. A lot yeah. of sense of demand. Um, you know, I think what we're seeing is the online, the offshore market, you know, when you talk about regulated gaming, you know, one of the, the main thing you're talking about is, um, you know, really how we we bring sort of the offshore unregulated gaming market into uh, into the light, so to speak, into becoming regulated uh, gamers. And so, you know, the big thing there is online gaming, sports betting, et cetera, has it has has been in existence for years in our country. Um, through illegal offshore entities, and so you know, no one really has a great read on the size of the of the offshore market. But I think what we've seen is that um, you know it's it's pretty big and it's pretty powerful. And so you know what that means is you know there are a few things that states that are looking to enable online sports betting should really take seriously um, because. You know, if you and we'll get to those in a sec, but like ultimately, the, the name of the game is how we bring the offshore market online. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, things like enabling full mobile solutions uh, where users can sit on their couch, download an app, and start betting, like they like they can do from their from their couch uh, with offshore experiences, is really important. Um, it also means that it's really important to have a robust competition set in each jurisdiction, so that um, you know, consumers have choice, and, and ultimately that tends to be to their benefit if they have choice. Um, and then, you know, consumer protections and, you know, re reasonable tax uh, rates and license fees, you know, these these other sort of types of, of uh, factors are, are critically important. But I think the, the largest is, um, you know, creating a robust online ecosystem with competition uh, so that consumers have choice and ultimately win and then, um, you know, are, are willing to uh, move their wallet share from the offshore market. Let's uh, switch up a bit. I want to, let's talk a little bit about content. Um, what's interesting to you in the, in the content space of this? Yeah, it's, you know, new platforms are fascinating. Um, you know, I think I'm around, I've been around long enough to remember when Facebook uh, rolled out to colleges um, and, you know, being one of those schools that got Facebook and seeing sort of the ascension um, mm -hmm. that that those social media, that that social media platform had and then, you know, the kind of effect, the ripple effect it created in future years, I think is just super fascinating. And um, so, you know, over the years, it's been Facebook and uh, then Twitter and, you know, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think as you look to the Twitches and TikToks of the world, I think it's just cool how um, social platforms are really content platforms now. And so, mm -hmm. you know, as we think about expanding our reach, you know, thinking about how to attack uh, emerging platforms is key. And I think just generally, you know, how um, 
how people and how creators can create compelling content now is is pretty you know frankly it's a pretty lower bar maybe than than there's ever been it's easier for people to get started and do compelling things and build big audiences um than it's ever been right because you know you can just pop your phone up and start recording a video of you doing or saying something and if it's compelling and interesting and um has a good utility uh you know you can build a big audience around it and so i just think it's the ease of which uh, one can enter um, the content market as a creator, I think, is super cool. Man, that's awesome. Um, so the technology side of things and what you're doing over at FanDuel, um, how, how's that, how's that um, been affected um, with this onboarding and everything in terms of gaming? Um, is, is, is it all, I mean, it all keeps pace, obviously, that's pretty straightforward, but um, is there anything interesting there in terms of how your uh, like acquisition of new users, things like along those lines? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's fascinating because, um, you know, we see having proprietary and strong underlying technology as critically important to, you know, not only controlling our best destiny and creating the best experiences for users, but ultimately just being able to um, ultimately accelerate our visions, right? Mm -hmm. And so for... Um, you know, I think one thing that's super interesting, you know, is a year and a half ago, we worked with a company, a global publishing platform called Minute Media to launch uh, a FanDuel branded content property called The Duel that's grown really quickly. Um, and it's been a really great collaboration with the folks at Minute Media. But one of the areas we've grown really quickly uh, is in, you know, organic search traffic. And we've done a really great job of, um, you know, getting our content out there with SEO optimized keywords and leveraging, you know, that to drive uh, traffic. I think, you know, one of the things that you see when you look at the search results is that, um, you know, I think even every company, every platform is starting to um, wrestle with, you know, the difference between offshore and illegal entities, right? And then the legal entities. And in a lot of cases, there isn't a lot of ways to tell the difference between the two, right? And, um, you know, I think search is super fascinating, uh, is a super fascinating um, case study into that, just that, you know, we're competing and uh, we're in the legal market, right? And we are competing for search space with, with companies that promote the offshore illegal market or are participating in the offshore illegal market um, themselves. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's just curious uh, and, and it's not just limited to Google and, and search, right? It's, it's a broader, I'd say, kind of thing across platforms, like how, um, you know, emerging tech and sort of more mature tech and media companies in the U.S. think about um, their strategy when embracing gaming, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, you've got to kind of choose, are you, are you going to participate in the, in the onshore market and the legal market? Um, because if not, you know, then the regulators aren't, aren't going to be as keen to, to embrace you with open arms. Um, and so I, I just think it's super fascinating to see companies wrap their arms around, you know, what this means for them. And I think in the case of Google, uh, and, you know, our efforts with Minute Media, um, you know, I think 
it'll be super fascinating to see, you know, how, how Google looks to organize, you know, the information that their users are requesting via search in the U.S. Uh, based on, you know, now that, that markets are, are um, kind of a little more clear-cut, you know, potentially legal depending on what jurisdiction you're in and, you know, just flat-out not legal. That's awesome. So, Adam, if somebody's listening to this and they want more info on FanDuel, um, what's the best way for them to get it? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you can go to our website, FanDuel.com. Uh, we also have our sportsbook live uh, in several states uh, with retail, but also four key states with online, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Indiana with more to come in 2020. Uh, you can go to our sportsbook domain at sportsbook.fanduel.com. We're also uh, on social media, so at Fanduel on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, uh, and then at Fanduel's FD Sportsbook as well on Twitter. So you can get, hopefully, a ton of information on, on Fanduel Group uh, from, from those outlets. Perfect. Well, hey, Adam, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background um, and also all the great work that you're doing over at FanDuel. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, um, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Adam, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.